Hello everybody, Scott here. Just wanted to let you know that we had a little bit of an audio issue with Sean's microphone for this episode. We have since switched to new equipment for future episodes, but we love the show The IT Crowd so much, we figured instead of trashing this, we would just post it with this disclaimer. So apologies in advance, and we hope you still enjoy the show. Thank you. Hello all and welcome to our podcast, Hitting Play, the podcast where we discuss and nitpick episodes of TV shows, movies, or cartoons. So if you were looking for financial advice from another talk show entitled Getting Paid, you're in the wrong place. I'm Lily, your co-host and video game aficionado. We also have Scott, our local Morgan Freeman. I built the Batmobile. And Sean, our Uber nerd. Thank you. He said that, not not me. It is true. <laughs> the program we're reviewing in this episode is the IT crowd, more specifically Bad Boys from Season 4. So, if you haven't watched that yet, our babble will make absolutely no sense to you. So be sure to pause this podcast, watch that episode of that TV show, and then come on back. First of all, I know Scott has never watched this show before, so I just wanted to take a second to ask him what he thought about it. Uh, this is a show that kind of escaped my notice for a few years. Uh, I was surprised. I had seen promos and things for it, and uh, I know it aired in the States briefly, but just one of those things I, I never saw, and I'm glad you guys brought it back to my attention. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Just go ahead and say it's the best show ever made, because <laughs> that's the truth. It's... It's fantastic. It's hilarious. It is one of my favorites. I actually think that it's better than The Big Bang Theory, which is very popular right now, but I digress. So I'm also going to ask you guys what your favorite characters are. I, I guess if you could pick one of the three, Moss, Jen, or Roy. Well, that's a really <laughs> tough question. I think Roy is my favorite character IT-wise, but my favorite character, I have a, a small crush on the actress that plays Jen. <laughs> she's she's quite beautiful, and I'm dazzled every time I see her on the screen. So it's it's tough. And Moss is also very funny, very funny actors. So it's really hard to make a decision. So I think they're all excellent and work very well together. This is this is true. So what about you, Scott? In uh, in seeing a few episodes, not the entire run of the series yet, I think the character Moss is pretty funny. I I'd have to say uh, he's my favorite of the bunch. Yeah, he's quite good. Um, he is great. Just uh, there was a uh, NBC pilot of the IT crowd, just like The Office was brought over from the UK version of The Office and the BBC. There was also a an attempt to get the IT crowd as a show on NBC. The pilot was actually filmed. Moss was the same actor, very talented. I forget his name, Richard. I forget his last name. Richard Iowade. Yes, very talented actor, and he was actually he played Moss on the. Um, NBC pilot. The two other actors and actress played Roy and Jen were different, and Mr. Renum was different. The rest of the cast basically was different. If there is a YouTube video out there somewhere that has a, I think a side-by-side -side comparison of the UK pilot and the proposed NBC pilot, and they're exactly the same. It's, it's scene for scene, line for line, but unfortunately it didn't go past the pilot stage for the NBC version. Yeah, there's actually rumor that the show was discontinued. They had they were going to do season five, but they decided not to because 
the writer, I guess, had decided it was going in a completely different direction than he had had envisioned because they had made an American version. Like, that's not what he wanted the show to be at all. Yeah, it was, um, the last episode actually aired, I believe, this past year. You'll see the actors, I know the actor who played Roy is on another, it was on a couple of movies. One was Bridesmaids, it was a couple of years ago. Moss has been around, mm-hmm. so I think mostly UK television. He was also in Calvary. Oh, was he? I didn't know that. Yeah, Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, he's a very talented Irish actor. And and the actress that plays Jen, she has been in a number of other British TV shows, English TV shows, such as Doc Martin, a bunch of other British series. Yes. So, with that being said, we should talk about this episode in particular. uh, Well, I guess, before we do that, the, the show is written and directed by Graham Linehan. And it aired from 2006 to 2003 on Channel 4. So first, I just want to acknowledge how awesome the intro to this show is. It's probably my favorite intro cinematic to any show I've ever watched. The music was done by Edward Neil Hannon, who's a Northern Irish singer and songwriter who is the frontman of a chamber pop group. I have no idea what that actually is. <laughs> Neither does anybody else. No so idea that was a genre of music. <laughs> yeah, the de- intro is definitely unique. Technology-oriented, of course, 8-bit, which is really cool. And it really goes with the, the show very well. Chamber pop is like Baroque pop, it's orchestral, it's uh, infused with classical music, you could say. Yeah. Been around since like the 60s. I, I just want to bring out one more other note about that theme song is, uh, it was said that he was inspired by Gary Newman, a uh, new wave artist, most famous for the song Cars. I could see that, I could see that, yeah, it's very, yeah. Uh, you know, new wave inspired, yeah. This episode starts with uh, Moss in a scared straight-like program i did a little bit of research to see if there was anything like that in the uk and they do have a tv series called beyond scared straight not just scared straight except that's for troubled teens not you know toddlers and then he goes through his whole show about how you know you don't want to be like me and then he goes to tell his story and immediately reverts back to the moss that we've known and loved for the past however many series and um it cuts to the office where moss is giving tech support in this scene i searched for things behind him that would that were funny but all i found was a please shred your confidential paperwork poster which was surprisingly unfunny (laughs) so but then i googled renum industries and found they had their own wiki and an actual address uh, really? Yes, which is 123 Carindon Road, Central London, England. I don't know if that's legitimate or not, They just, or if they completely like made up the street. And from this scene, as Moss storms out after the jerky guy insults him, there's actually an orange water cooler in the hallway as Moss is leaving the office room. I've never seen an orange water cooler before. Yeah, strange. <laughs> It's interesting in this scene that you know, Moss is actually being hit on by this, this young, attractive woman, which is kind of unique to both Roy and Moss, because they're always, you know, especially Roy is trying to get the attention of the office ladies. Moss is totally oblivious of what she's trying to do and trying to hit on him, basically. So in character with, with uh, Moss, um, I forgot what... I, my wife and I have a um, 
when we watch British shows, which we watch quite often, we really like to look up the British slang to see if there's any, uh, what the American translation, I guess you could say, is. Because there's a lot of unique British slang, and some of it's pretty interesting. I forget what the, the jerky guy calls Moss or says to Moss. It's a... It's a name of someone. Yeah, I looked this up as well. Clive Sinclair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Now, Sir Clive Marles Sinclair was born July 30th, 1940. He is still with us. He is the founder of Sinclair Radionics, and they produced the first slimline electronic calculator in 1972, as well as the Sinclair ZX80, which was the UK's first mass-market home computer that cost less than 100 pounds. Okay, so it'd be like, you know, it's not really a reference for us in the United States. I've never heard of him before, honestly. But calling somebody Bill Gates or something here, same kind of reference uh, in the UK. Interesting scene, though. Very cool. And then it cuts to down in the basement where the IT department lives. And uh, Roy is on the phone with a disgruntled office worker and says his, Oh, have you tried turning it off again for the millionth time for the whole <laughs> series? And then makes a bet with Jen for a hundred pounds or a hundred quid that he won't say it again the entire day. So in this scene, I did a little bit of research again. And Roy is always wearing a different technology or meme-related t-shirt. Um, this episode, it happened to be a BIOS whale pun, and anyone who's tech-savvy would be familiar with agreeing to some sort of prompt. I'm really glad you were able to see that, Lily. I tried to see for the entire episode what his shirt said, and I could not... I knew there was a whale on it, but I could not see what the small text said from when I was watching it, so... Oh, and you know, there's also a cat meme poster on Jen's uh, office door that says, I are serious, cat. Please, you step into my office now. <laughs> I posited at a million different points trying to figure out what that poster said, but I knew it had the meme font. So. Yeah, I noticed that too. You know, you can actually buy that uh, that shirt. A wizard has turned you into a whale. Is this awesome? Yes or no? You can. That is for sale in. Uh, oh, really? On many different places. Most of uh, uh, Roy's shirts you can definitely buy online. I've seen a lot of them. They're pretty common. Technology, Think Geek, or another site like that would most likely have them. Um, I also couldn't help but notice a big red poster in the background that says "Protect your bits," and then another word that starts with J, but I couldn't <laughs> see it. <laughs> as you, as we know, I've I started looking for technology. This is one of the only. Um, Scenes we see in the office, this whole episode, it's a unique episode for that, I think. Uh, most of the time, the IT crowd is, you know, focused on the office downstairs. So I always look for technology they have in the office. Most of it's very unique, the background, computers, and things. The only thing I really saw this time, and I might have missed a lot, is there was an Apple II high up on the shelf behind Moss's desk. I think it was an Apple II or Apple II Plus or something. But that was the only thing I really saw this week. But there's some interesting stuff if you, being in IT as, as I am and Lily is, you can really spot those different things. Little pieces of computer history scattered around their office. Yeah, like her, if you look at Jen's office, it's like stepping into a 12-year-old's bedroom. There's like pink action figurey stuffed animal looking things and cutesy 
posters all over the place. Like she said, she's a relationship manager, not necessarily an IT manager. So her office is definitely different than the guy's work area. <laughs> Going into this, I decided to watch the first episode just to get uh, an idea of who the characters were uh, and get all the exposition I need going forward. So watching the first episode and then watching this, which is the, I guess, third to last episode, it definitely a big difference in the set design. Uh, I read that Graham Linehan put a call out to the fans, I believe in the beginning of the third series, to provide with props or anything that could be in the background. So from what I read, the posters, the memes, the toys, they were all donated by the fans. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I never heard that before. It is quite a difference. I know in the later series, there's actually a couch in the downstairs area. They have a TV with an Xbox, Guitar Hero, things like that. Oh, yes. And actually, it's funny. One of the last episode, they even changed it some more. And they actually had a anonymous mask on the wall from the anonymous movement kind of jumping forward to... Because this episode actually aired in, I think, 2010. July 23rd, 2010. Yeah, so it's it's five years old. So the last episode of the series really made reference to newer events in IT and it put those little things in there. That's awesome. It's a Guy Fawkes mask, by the way, not just an anonymous mask. So uh, after Jen and Roy make this bet... Uh, Moss enters completely disgruntled because of his altercation upstairs with the jerky office worker. And Roy encourages him to swear. And if you've ever watched the show, you'd know it's completely not a characteristic of Moss to say something like that. So he says ploppers, <laughs> which is British slang for poop. Ploppers. <laughs> That's all he can bring himself to say in his stuffy rage there. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was awesome. And then Jen calls Roy into her office, claiming she needs an internet browser, which she terms a button for the internet. And Roy finds her laptop is horribly, horribly infected. But, you know, Jen, quote unquote, likes it that way. Yeah, that this is probably my favorite scene in the uh, this episode. Because it's so, especially being in IT, this is spot on to a lot of the times what you experience with users. And it seems like an exaggeration, but it's really not. This is pretty common to have a user, well, first of all, have a, a system that virus infected and with pop-ups and malware and that <laughs> sort of thing. It's, it's pretty common. And be asked a stupid question like, I need a browser on my computer. <laughs> And not understanding a difference in that a browser is the internet really is is quite common also. So it really made me chuckle, this whole scene. My favorite line in this episode from Roy is in this, where he was talking about Jen's laptop, and he said, if this is a human being, I'll shoot it in the face. <laughs> yeah, <I love laughs> Saying that. how badly, um, <laughs> badly infected it really was. So very, very accurate if anybody thinks it's not. It's, that's what happens, and I'm sure Lily can attest to this also. Of course. It's like you're trying to explain how a projector works, but it's sorcery to anyone who can't quite grasp it. Yeah. And then Roy and Moss go to leave for lunch, and we learn a little fact about Roy that he doesn't like balloons, because they have the uh, opportunity to give him a little bit of fright, and he finds that unbearable. However, this is inconsistent, because in a previous episode where he did the uh, charity photo shoot for the calendar, he takes photographs of two shirtless men in a pit of balloons, and he seemed <laughs> to be more than happy to be in this room of balloons without being uncomfortable. 
Yeah, that's that was an interesting point. It really came up later on the episode too. It's a big uh, plot point of the entire episode this time, but definitely uh, not going along with the continuity of the series. And I have to say, their lunch in the park was pretty excellent. Yeah, I completely identify with Moss bringing an entire game system out to lunch. <laughs> if I had the option without ridicule of my peers, I would do the same thing. <laughs> I forgot Roy was eating something, like a pizza or so- a whole pizza, uh, something like yes. that. Yeah, a whole yeah. pizza. <laughs> oh yeah, and then they go back to work, but Moss would rather fast walk so he then speeds along the pavement only to arrive at the police tape back at the office building a few seconds before Roy (laughs) but this is where they make their decision to bunk off or skip work as we Americans say and go pal around the streets of London So I thought at this point I would ask you guys, have you ever had this experience? Have you ever just taken a day off work? Um, well, I'll answer first, if that's okay, Scott. Since Lily knows my boss, my answer is no, I've never done this. (laughs) And will never do this ever. I think it's totally irresponsible. And not not a very good example for other employees. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, same here for me. No, this is, uh, this is something that I have uh never done just a responsible guy what can i say (laughs) i guess maybe it comes with being an irresponsible teenager but i have in fact i used to work at a food kiosk for a local community center and uh, i i absolutely was the most miserable job of my whole life and i called in sick to play through the entirety of halo reach from start to finish. I didn't even go outside of my house. I just really despised my work environment. So it's not as extensive as their bunking off story, but... It's a, it's a really hard thing to do, I would say. I mean, unless you have a job where there's no supervision whatsoever, like apparently they have Roy and Moss, you know, people are going to miss you unless you actually call in and say, I'm, I'm sick or I'm not going to be coming back to work. It's hard just to leave for an afternoon and not show up again. That's usually noticed pretty quickly. Unfortunately so. So next in the series, it cuts to Ben Genderson's party, which then turns into the IT department's party. They were actually drinking alcohol at work. For a meeting that wasn't going to last the entirety of the day. I'm pretty sure that's satire. I don't think that actually happens, does it? Well, I'm not sure about the UK. It might be different standards. I think the more ridiculous scene is with the pipe that they have. Or the, oh yeah, the hookah? The hookah. <laughs> I mean, that's... I mean, I've heard of... Especially Mr. Ram is obviously the president of the company, so he kind of determines what happens anyway. And He's a bit of a whack job in the, in the series, so... Oh, yeah. It's not surprising he would... Drinking would be a, a, a very minimal sin, I think, in that office. But during a, a function like this, I don't think it's too uncommon. For a work party like this, right? You're at a party, maybe it's a party to commemorate you, although I doubt those actually happen in the corporate world. Why was? Why do you need an enormous picture of yourself to commemorate you at this party? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a ridiculous scene, the whole premise of what he was trying to pull off. Especially looking at his history as president, or his history in the life in, in general. Um, after his father killed himself earlier in the series, he basically just took over the company 
and it's been ridiculous ever since. There's actually a funny picture in his office in a lot of the episodes. It's a, a photograph of a tennis player, her backside, and her, her skirt is pulled up. Totally inappropriate, of course, for the office. And just kind of sitting out there behind his desk in the background. So it's kind of awkward to everyone who goes in there seeing this picture. He's a bit of a over-the-top ridiculous president of this company. Excellent. Matt Barry is, is this gentleman's name. Plays Douglas Renham, and he's very, very funny guy. So then, before we see the end of the party, the series shifts to Moss and Roy sitting on the bus. Who designed the upholstery in that bus? It's straight out of the 80s. It looks like uh, arcade carpeting. Yes, I have. I did notice that, and I have to say I've been in many buses with similar upholstery. I think that's kind of a universal thing. I've been in some buses with no upholstery whatsoever, so I think it's pretty, uh, pretty fancy from what I've seen in some places. <laughs> <laughs> they also stare at strangers. They want to look menacing, I suppose, just as something to do that's rebellious. But when I took the bus, I would try to do the exact opposite. It was horrible to look somebody in the eye as they got off the bus. Extremely awkward. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I could tell it was probably a blue-collar worker, a Cockney accent. It was really kind of funny. <laughs> oh, we thought you were somebody else, you know. Getting pretty, uh, after they had this big attitude, especially Roy, I think, had this whole, oh, I was, you know, bunk off and it's not that big of a deal, but as soon as they're called on it, he's a little bit resilient, you know, resistant there to uh, what he's doing. <laughs> there was one other funny little tidbit at Renham's office. When he announces that the party has shifted to an IT party, he mentions that he flew uh, George Lucas in for the event. Yeah. <laughs> and this really funny looking, uh, you know, obviously not George Lucas, kind of a guy comes in and looks disappointed that they're not there. Very sad George Lucas. Who exactly is George Lucas? Oh my goodness. Wow. I, I know. Wow, yeah. For those of you who don't know, and I don't know who that would be, George Lucas was the creator of the Star Wars films. Oh! Okay, now is... Oh my god. I knew that, but not in that context. It, it took a while. For shame. <laughs> I knew I... Um, so I believe we picked up right at the bus scene, which we had kind of tied up. So after the bus scene, we go back to Ben Jenderson's party, who we learn is the head of the Department of Hiring and Firing. And I couldn't help but notice on this poorly designed easel, the Ben Jenderson heads don't match up. Oh, really? I know that. Yeah, from the first one on the top and the one on the bottom, they're just slightly ajar, and it bothered me. Well, he had, like, an angry look on his face in the second one, right? Yeah, he was yeah. He was actually, the, the face he was making at the time matched the face that was on the easel. Then Ben Jenderson calls out everyone who is incompetent, including Jen, who doesn't even know where Roy and Moss are. She then learns they're not at work, and Roy ignores her. Um, so then we're brought to Roy and Moss uh, loiter shopping in some, it looks like, video game uh, media store. Yeah. And Moss has the best quote I have ever heard when he's talking about doing bad because he's bunking off and he's in the mood. He says, I want to bite the electric tiger's tail and ride it to the end of the other flipping line. <laughs> I think that should be your senior quote in the yearbook this year. Like, oh, or, too bad it's too late for that. Because uh, <laughs> that's the best quote I've ever heard anywhere, I think. That or ploppers. Ploppers, yeah. <laughs> Just ploppers. Let's be ploppers. 
But then, after that, we learn Moss has stolen three copies of Grand Design. The same show. <laughs> yes. Uh, Grand Designs was uh, a show on Channel 4, which is the same network in which the IT crowd aired. Uh, it was hosted by Kevin McLeod. Its last episode to air was in 2013, I believe. It ran for 13 plus seasons. Basically, it's a home building show. It, every episode follows a family that's building their dream home. Uh, another very small detail. You'll notice that Moss stole three copies. They were each going for 13 pounds a piece. Uh, if anybody's interested, it's currently being sold on Amazon.uk for five pounds a piece. <laughs> Do you also have some stuff on the mall that they were at in particular? Yeah, they were at what's known as the Whitgift Center. It's in the center of Croydon in London, and it opened between 1968 and 1970. They opened it in stages. It was the largest covered shopping development in uh, Greater London until October 2008. Wow. Yeah, very big. So then we get to, I think personally, my favorite scene of the whole episode the escalator debacle <laughs> um where they run away from the security guard up the down escalator i have a few problems with this scene it's not that difficult to walk up a down escalator at least not as difficult as they make it look and i think it's pretty obvious that they're making it look like they're struggling and also why does the security guard wait until they're at the bottom of the escalator to call them out? When they finally are finished and have worn themselves out, they get to the bottom and the security guard's like, Hey, don't do that again. Why couldn't he just said, as they were doing it, Hey, don't do that. Well, to your first point, keep in mind that they are in IT, so they probably don't get too much uh, physical activity. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm all too familiar with this issue. A lot of atrophy. Yeah, so the fact that they can't go up an escalator is not too surprising to me. And the other point, I really, you know, the guys just probably amazed at the ridiculousness of what they were doing. And, you know, didn't want to chase after him, assuming. I mean, that's the only thing I could come up with with that. It was kind of silly. I, I know, I'm just taking a literal lens. Of course, yes, of course. Just to watch them, just to watch them squirm a little bit, I think. If I was there, I would have pulled out my iPhone and taken a video and gone viral. <laughs> <laughs> so after this scene, we are back in the IT department basement with Jen, whose laptop is malfunctioning. So she decides to call the technical support number on the side and gets a hold of a man who has an accent she absolutely cannot understand. This accent is a completely over-exaggerated French accent <laughs> with a stereotypical French-looking man <laughs> with, you know, the, the mustache and the, the well-kempt hair. I think it was hilarious that, I guess, English tech support is actually, you know, our big joke in the States is that it's, uh, you know, in India is where our tech support comes from. But I guess in England, it's from France since, you know, I've never heard of a French tech support person before. Maybe it's a common thing with English companies. Another very funny scene because it's a very real situation that it's very frustrating for IT professionals to have to go through and the normal users, but having to deal with foreign-speaking representatives. I think the funnier part of this scene was when Jen first called the number for tech support, and she got the what she assumed was a automated robot. Yes. Because it sounded like this. Please tell us where, you know, it was an automated <laughs> voice, so then she goes, oh, I hate these things. And it was an actual woman. 
I can't believe. I believe I called her a cow at the end yes. of the uh, yes, she did. at the end of the call. Which <laughs> yeah. is pretty funny. Cow. <laughs> but yeah, very realistic. Even the the fact you know, sometimes you have to repeat yourself dozens of times to try to figure out what they're trying to say. And especially with the French accent was was really quite funny. Will 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 Can you There was another <laughs> part of the scene that wasn't mentioned yet that actually Jen tried to call Roy first. Oh yeah. And, yes. And get his uh, advice and it goes back to the bet they made. He thought that she was trying to get him to say, you know, turn it off and on again. And he refused to bite when it really wasn't the case. And one other point that Jen thought that IT stood for Internet Things. This yes. actually came up in a, a different episode also where she didn't know what IT stood for. Yes. I don't think she ever figured it out. No, she didn't. Throughout the series. Absolutely so. not. And if you were curious, IT actually stands for Information Technology. And so that brings us to the scene where Moss and Roy are coming back from their day of bunking off and they run into the friendly neighborhood robot, which is not so friendly and not so much a neighborhood robot. It's actually a bomb detection robot where Moss cracks the joke, oh, Roy, can we keep him? <laughs> I've never seen one out in the wild, which was absolutely hilarious. I don't think Roy, I don't think uh, Moss was joking there. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure not. that he, uh, you know, thought this was a, you know, a robot just out for a stroll and was homeless. Yes. <laughs> and wanted to take it home, just like a, a child would. It's, it's uh, quite funny. When it cuts to the crowd, as Roy and Moss are starting to realize what this robot is actually for, if you look at the crowd, everyone is covering their face, like in surprise, besides Douglas Renham. He is just standing there, completely majestic, <laughs> like a sore thumb out, standing out of this crowd where they're all horrified to look. I didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one thing that got me for this scene, which I understand, it wasn't really explained, I, I guess you could just write it off to fear, was why Roy couldn't move once he saw it was a bomb disposal robot. I mean, I, I just didn't get that. There were no balloons around at that point. There's no reason why he can just even slowly walk away from the bomb. But I, I guess you could just write it off again to being frozen with fear at that point. Which Moss does not have as much. Is able to leave yeah. a few minutes later. And I've seen that in television shows and movies before. Paralyzed with fear. A lot of times you see that in movies where somebody's out on a ledge and uh, they decide they don't want to jump, but now they can't move. Or if there's a burning building and somebody has to jump down to be rescued by the fire department, they can't move. Not that I know of this as a real-life phenomenon, but I have seen it in television and movies before. You've never been paralyzed with fear before? No, not once. I'm the only one. Yep. I'm horrified of bees, so when I was a small child, I <laughs> mistook a frog hole for a beehive underground and proceeded to dig it out, paralyzed. As they all rushed out of the beehive. Wow. Yeah. One of the not-so-glamorous moments in my childhood. <laughs> That's a lesson for you, kids. Yeah. Never dig anything. Stay inside. <laughs> Stay inside and play video games. That's right. Long. And don't confuse anaphylactic shock with fear paralysis. <laughs> Another good point. Two very different things. <laughs> oh. There's no EpiPen for courage. That's right. <laughs> Oh, man. So, in this scene, they go ahead and do a little Vista bashing, which I will always welcome. The operator of the robot is having trouble with the operating system. 
Moss asks, oh, what's it running on? Vista. We're gonna die! Probably one of the most famous <laughs> lines in the series. You hear that one being repeated a lot when people bring up the IT crowd, so it's very true. Vista is a horrible turd of an operating system. <laughs> um, it's the truth, Microsoft. Just, I don't think they deny it at this point. Yeah, they're even trying to make amends with for uh, Windows 8. I heard 10 was supposed to be entirely free upgrade for people with 7 and 8. It is. It is. Oh, well. uh, Microsoft can pay us some advertising dollars here if they want. <laughs> Windows 10 will be a free upgrade for anyone running Windows 7 or above for the first year after it's released. Speculation was it was only going to be Windows 8 and above, but they actually brought down to Windows 7 also, which is pretty pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, I'm excited, actually. But Vista was a turd. Yeah, it was. So this is where Roy loses his bet to Jen by asking the operator of the robot, have you tried turning it off and on again? Several times, in fact. And then Jen screams be in out of delight and frightens the entire crowd. That was a funny scene. Yeah, everybody's freaking out around her. Yeah. I just won 100 quid. <laughs> and then Moss realizes that he can move even though Roy can't and runs towards the crowd. And as he's running towards the crowd, I don't know if you noticed, but on the street that he's running down to the left, there is an incredibly beat-up silver Mitsubishi. I can't help but wonder whose it was. It looks like it had been co- smashed in the rear end. I didn't notice that, no. Oh, wow. I guess not smashed, but pretty dinged up. A lot of times they have to move vehicles for filming, so I don't know, maybe there was an accident on set. And then, all in the span of three seconds, Moss almost saves the day, punches the jerk from the beginning of the episode, kisses the girl who was hitting on him, and is arrested. I mean, if you're gonna live biting on the electric tiger's tail, that's one way to do it. Yeah. I, I think earlier in the episode, did the employee of the, the store he stole the DVDs from, did she come out of the store and kind of look at them? Okay, yeah. I, I, she pointed at Moss and said that, like, you can't hear her say it, but I assume she said to the police officer, you know, that's the guy. Yeah, she caught up with him finally, and he got <laughs> he got his for stealing those copies of Grand Design. So. <laughs> and then Moss's original anecdote that he's telling to these scared straight children ends with the robotic controller calling the same tech support Jen called with the French man that he cannot understand. And at the end, we finally learned Moss was just talking to a bunch of little kids. Yeah, it was a great reveal. That was a, that was a great yeah payoff there. Where they're, you, 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 you know, go through the whole episode, of course, thinking that they're teenagers. And even the way the, the woman who was introducing them was speaking, it, it seemed like, you know, they were, of course, scared straight teenagers. And, of course, you see a reveal that they're actually probably toddlers, really. I mean, they're not, not old children at all. Yeah. I thought about the whole episode, and I was like, what e- What was even the point of Moss's story? Was he telling them, don't bunk off from work? Or was he telling them, don't punch jerks in the face? I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, what was the point he was actually trying to say? If, if you bunk off from work, then you'll get to kiss a- an attractive woman who was hitting on you and exact revenge, but you'll also be arrested. I don't know. I thought it was funny they had those, um, the post- episode or post descriptions of what happened to each character oh yeah i have it queued up right now if you want me to read it yeah if you could read that yeah please maurice moss performed three hours community service and was banned from watching grand designs ever again 
In the excitement of the bomb scare, Douglas Renholm forgot to fire Jen, and that whole Ben Genderson thing didn't really go anywhere. The suspicious package was finally found to contain a child's balloon, which eventually burst and gave Roy a little fright. <laughs> yeah, and then as the credits are rolling by, there's a scene of Roy standing there, frozen in fear, scratching an unsavory place. That was, that was the first time I noticed that. I've seen this episode a few times. That's the first time I noticed that what he did. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, still, I believe he's still on tech support with the French guy, too, trying to figure out what was going on with the robot at that point. It was, you know, middle of, middle of the night, and everybody's gone, except the, basically Roy and the bomb tech. Very, very funny. And the fact, too, this is one of the main, many times, I believe, if I remember correctly, throughout the series, where Jen almost gets fired for not knowing what she's talking about. And like, in this case, it just kind of went away because of the bomb scare. Actually, kind of out of character for Renum. Again, we talked about how he's basically a buffoon at the office. To actually organize a, really, a witch hunt to try to figure out of his employees or his managers, the dead wood, basically, dead weights. <laughs> really a kind of a clever scheme to try to figure out you know, who is the alcoholic in the group, who did this, who did that, um, who doesn't know what they're talking about. But of course he forgot totally about it at the end and didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, as he's having everyone drink and smoke at work, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think there's, I can't think of one bad IT crowd episode, to be honest with you. I mean, some of them are, are less funny than other ones, but they're all have their humorous points. Maybe a, a show that Thinking about it, The Office could translate pretty easily over to the uh, American television market. Maybe not so much for the IT crowd because of the humor and it's it's stupid humor and you know you can't really take it very seriously. A lot of things, kind of unlike The Office, how which is more realistic documentary type humor. Right. It it's situational comedy. The Office is it, like creates awkward situations. Not not everyone likes The Office and. And you, you brought up the Big Bang Theory before, you know, and it's hard to compare, in my mind, IT crowd to the Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory is obviously about geniuses who are in this unique situation. IT crowd is about normal IT people, slackers, and of, of course Moss is kind of a genius, but it just really goes into how IT is really conceived and I think mistreated a lot of times very accurately. I would call Moss kind of a savant. I would recommend anybody watch. It's the entire series, or most of it, is on Netflix now. I would definitely recommend it to anybody that will go from episode one. There is, for anyone who has kids watching this, as a disclaimer, it is a, a British show, so a few episodes do have some adult language. This one did not, besides mother flipping, which is, you know, funny. But they are more liberal yeah. with their language use, especially Channel 4 in England, I believe I've heard. Yeah, and there's sexual content sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. References to adult themes. No nudity or anything like that. Yeah, definitely adult themes are referenced. I guess the last thing I have to say is I was really surprised that I'm looking at IMDb. They have a whole section about this episode, and someone, the user review, gave it one star out of ten. I know. People are unhappy with the progression of IT Crowd. I was reading reviews online. A lot of people thought the first season was pure gold, but then it just degraded as this as it uh, went along. Which I don't see at all. I mean, I think it was just got either stayed the same, the same level of humor, or got better in a lot of ways. And you're not going to be disappointed, I don't think, with any of the IT Crowd. And I noticed that this got an 8.3 out of 10 fan rating on IMDb. Metacritic rated it a 67 out of 100, which is kind of mediocre. Yeah. 
I'll tell you guys, I was surprised seeing this for the first time that it was a multi-camera show with a laugh track. I did not expect that. You tend to think of these uh, British sitcoms as being kind of on the cutting edge now. A lot of uh, U.S. shows copying formats from them, and I was surprised to see kind of a, a more classic sitcom style. Yeah. But it worked. I think that adds to the comedy a little bit because it's so ridiculous. Just uh, going back to an earlier point Sean made about there was an American pilot shot for this. Uh, I have the information here. Actually, Joel McHale was going to play the Roy character, as well as uh, Jessica St. Clair, who's a very funny improviser, comedian. Uh, I think she's now in a, on a show called Playing House on the USA Network. Yes. As well as Rocky Carroll was going to play uh, the Denholm character. He is, um, I believe he's like the chief director or something on NCIS. Richard Ayoade was going to reprise his role as uh, Sean brought out. Now it mentions here from the information I have that in October 2014, so only a few months ago, they mentioned that they are going to go ahead with a second pilot. Ah, well, if it didn't work the first time, might as well, <laughs> we'll try it again. I hope they do. I hope they do, because it would really be a welcome addition to, um, to and whoever picks it up. I think it's a lot of promise. I don't know. I think I have the opposite view, that if it was Americanized, I think in our programs, we tend to beat the same concept to death. Take the show Lost, for example. It was the same situation, same thing for a ridiculous amount of episodes over and over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, that's that's true. Depends how they do it. I mean, I, I you look at the other example of that, and the Office US version ran a lot longer than the Office UK version. I would say, debatably, is better than, or definitely as good as a UK version. So it really depends how they, they write it and how they do it after the fact. I think if they tried to make exact replicas, maybe that was the problem with the first pilot. They Again, it was scene for scene, line for line, the UK pilot. I also think I, I it would be a little bit sacrilegious to me to see another actor or actress playing Roy or Jen or, you know, Mr. Renum. Well, I definitely think they should bring Catherine Parkinson back as Jen. Absolutely. Going back to the idea of The Office... They expanded worldwide. There's, uh, I don't know if any are still airing, but there was an office in Quebec. There was an office in France. There was an office in Germany. There was one in somewhere in South America. So they, they really franchised this television show. Now, I have here information that there was a German version of the IT crowd. It was called Das I-Team, Die Jungs and der Maus, which is the I-Team, the boys at the mouse. Uh, it premiered January 4th, 2008. It got a hugely negative response, and after the <laughs> second episode, it was canceled. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's rough. So sometimes uh, adaptations can work, sometimes they don't. Very true. With that note, I think that it's a good point in time to wrap it up for this episode of Hitting Play. Go ahead and at mention Hitting Play with capital H and P on Twitter, or shoot us an email at hittingplayshow at gmail.com That's right. There you have it. Until next time. Good night. Good night. <laughs> or good whatever time of day. Good day. Good day. Good day. <laughs>